Well, I'm reminded of a story about an older woman on the coast of Ireland. And she was extremely wealthy, but extremely frugal. And one of the blessings that happened to that village and on the outskirts of the village, running to the coast would be electricity. And so word got out, and that utility was put in place for her, and it was connected to the house. And every month, she paid her bill. But the meter reader, sometime after it had been hooked up, knocked on her door and said, I got to ask you a question. You know, I've noticed that, that you use very little power. Is everything okay in the house? Did we set this up? Did, you, did we get you connected properly? And she said, oh, yeah. Yeah, what happens is uh, when the sun begins to set, I throw the switch, I light the candles, and then I turn the switch off. It's working fine. And you know, I wonder sometimes in our own lives if we struggle with that as well. The source has arrived, the Holy Spirit, but transformation hasn't always taken place. We've been saved, but maybe not changed, and, and we've been unmoved by the needs of those around us. And so today, it's my prayer that we will affirm that we are connected by the power of the Holy Spirit and the very presence of God in us, and that we will extend and utilize what God has given us. I want us to look at the passage for today and we're going to read James 2, verses 14 through 20. We have them on the screen. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. And if one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and well-fed but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe there is one God, good, even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you modeled for us both faith and works. We pray you will give us that balance, that you will activate our faith in a behavior that changes the world. Bless our time together as you've already added your blessings. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, James is a, an awesome book, and part of it is because it's like no other book. 
Um, James is writing uh, to a group of people that have been dispersed, basically the Jewish Christians. And they're all about the region. And they're in different settings. And he's trying to encourage them. And he says, I write to you the 12 tribes scattered abroad. And so he's writing this book, and in many ways, some would describe it as a a practical handbook on how to follow Jesus and how to live a life like a disciple of Christ. And he covers a host of things, and I know Anthony touched on some of these last week. The balance of faith and works, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Our response, rich and poor. And what do we do with the disparity of that? And, and the tongue and the taming of the tongue and asking for wisdom and dealing with conflicts and praying for, for healing and dealing with adversity and trials. And so he writes in this distinctive style, these kind of hard statements, pithy statements, and it kind of reminds me of an old, maybe an old Southern football coach. I mean... He, he doesn't really care about being politically correct. He doesn't really care about your feelings. He just kind of lays it out there. And last week, we talked about being doers of the word. And he lays that out there. And not merely just hearers who somehow deceive themselves, likened to a man who goes and looks into the mirror and when he leaves, forgets what he looks like. In other words, he's saying that radical change in our lives brings about a behavioral change in us as well. And we remember that which changed us and allowing that to be a catalyst for our transformation. And so in this, James talks about being doers of the word. Now, I need to share with you, my inner legalist gets pretty worked up at this point because early on in my faith, I bought into the idea that I I still had to earn the favor of God, that I had to work and merit God's grace. And so the, the inner legalist in me says, okay, give me a list of what I need to do. Somehow minimizing faith. I, I want to know, God, what is it that I'm supposed to do to win your affections? You, you've used James to say, be a doer of the word. But I think what James is saying is that there's a quality, there is a characteristic of the faithful follower of Jesus, and that is we are doers, and it is not the root of our salvation, but simply an extension a byproduct of who we are in Christ. Because if we somehow slip back into the mentality that works saves us, we belittle the cross. We become a slave to the law all over again. And the whole purpose of the law was to point us to the need of having Christ in our lives, that we would somehow fall short, that we would never measure 
of. And that the atonement of Christ is what suffices. It satisfies in that need for forgiveness. And so for me, faith and works is kind of like, I liked what one person said, inhaling is our faith, exhaling is our works. I like that. Or as C.S. Lewis said, tell me when it comes to a pair of scissors, which edge is more important? They're both important. Faith is trusting God and obeying God. Works is loving God and, and loving others. And so works is simply doing what God wants us to do. Going back to the football coach analogy, for me, it's kind of like being on the field versus practicing versus really dressing out. Many of us who have followed Christ take pride in that we can dress the part. But we're really called to be about practice and then getting on the field. James was trying to say, look, it's where the rubber meets the road. The proof is in the pudding You've got to live out your faith. You've got to put your Christian faith into action. You are connected to the source. Utilize the source for the glory of God and for the good of others. And so, our faith is really an active verb. Sometimes I like to define things by what they're not. And I'd like us to take a look at talking about faith, and I think we'll have a better understanding of works if we try to define faith. What true faith is not. And you have this in your message notes. I encourage you to fill it in. True faith is not empty words. It's easier to talk a good game than it is to get in the game. James is not impressed with verbiage. He wants to know if we're for real, and he will know if we are for real by what we do. And so one of the things I love about this church, we have these go teams, and we have a missions emphasis. We've even talked about Tijuana in the announcements. There is the hands and feet of Jesus, as Mother Teresa talks about, that is essential to our witness. And that's important for us as a church. Jesus said, you've done it to the least of these when you've done it unto me. When you've visited the prisons, when you've fed the hungry, when you have clothed the naked, when you have done all of these things, I was lonely and you visited me. When you do all of these things as an extension of your faith, your faith becomes more real. So it's not just mere words. It's not empty words. It's, well, I like what one theologian said, go and preach the gospel and use words if necessary. Dewey and I have been married for 
over 30 years. Maybe this best 30 years of my life. I want you to know that. And, uh, and I need to let you know that there are some things that, that, that I do that are out of delight in that relationship. There are things since she's going back to working full-time outside the home that I'll do on my day off on Friday not to talk about how great I am, but just to give her a running start on some things that she feels like are important. Why do I do that? I don't do that to earn her favor. I don't do that other than I delight in my relationship, who I still find smoking hot <laughs> after third. Yeah, that's right. I said it. It comes out of a delight, a desire to live into that relationship. And so that is the basis of my service to her and her to me. There's nothing more powerful than when you have a child and the child's motivation is none other than to be pleasing for the sake of being pleasing based in love. And that's when it becomes real. It becomes more than saying, I love you. It's when we live into what that means. And so it is with Christ. He exemplified that, didn't he? He loved the world. He affirmed that verbally. But oh, how he exemplified that on the cross. And so faith is not empty words. It's about works and doing as well. It's not just a mental ascent. In verse 19 and 20, uh, it talks about this. Coach James is working with us, and, and he's, he's helping us with an important drill. And that drill is you need to have good theology you need to be a thinking person. You need to have a reasonable faith. Doctrine is important. Understanding biblical Christianity is essential and foundational in our orthodox faith. But faith is more than just what we believe. Believing the right things, I believe, is still essential. But they, those beliefs and that belief system means nothing. It's useless, as James says, if it doesn't have something behind it. If it doesn't become active. Oh, so you are hungry. We'll go get a warm meal. Oh, you're in need of clothing. You need to get something on. It's when we become the answer to the prayer. It's when we put faith to work. So it's not just rhetoric mere words and it's 
not just believing the right thing, although believing is important, but he goes on to say in James, even Satan has good theology. He knows the doctrine. Set yourself apart by doing. You know, it's one thing to, you know, I think about the World Trade Center and how a lot of folks were ready to respond and some were able to do that. You know, it's one thing to know how to do something. It's another to actually do it. And lives were saved when those who had been trained to do something activated what they had learned. And there's something significant for us in Christ when we take all that others have invested in us, others have taught us, that the scripture has informed our faith, and now we can do something with that. And it's not by itself. True faith is not just rhetoric. It's not just believing the right things. And it's not by itself. He even says that in verse 17. It's not isolated. Technology is changing. Our culture is changing. So much is changing so quickly. Sometimes I wonder if we take a simpler approach by compartmentalizing the areas and categories of our lives. You might call it the Tupperware faith or the Rubbermaid faith where we have these containers and we say, okay, here's my family and here is my career and here's my education and here are my finances and here is God. And we never really let God get over into any of the other categories. We keep him sealed and fresh in his own container. what James is saying is, oh no, real faith means that that faith informs every category of one's life. That faith is active and moving and motivated in love. John Wesley said this, he he writes, he as though he's speaking about believers. He obeys not from the motive of slavish fear, but on a nobler principle, namely the grace of God ruling in his heart or her heart and causing all his works to be wrought in love. John Wesley is saying that that really, like James is saying, There is a spiritual holiness. There is a social holiness about us. We give our hearts and we give our hands. That's what he meant by holiness of heart and life. An integrated understanding of faith that is active. We look at the life of Jesus and while Jesus never really talked about works per se... He modeled it in his compassion and some of his illustrations. The friends that lowered their friend in front of Jesus for healing. And he was able to say in settings like that, 
take up your mat and walk. For the, the man that had the constricted hand, and he said, extend out your hand, and you will be made well. And he put mud on the eye of the lid of the blind man, and he could see. Jesus acted out compassion where works became an extension of who he was in his faith as one who represented God. So he didn't really talk about works, but he did talk about fruit. He said, you will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles are they. So every good tree bears fruit, and the bad tree bears bad fruit. And so if my salvation is based in Christ, and that is the root of me being saved, what is the fruit Well, I think of the fruit of the Spirit. Evaluate yourself. How are you doing with this? These are the designations for the fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. Is that a fruit being developed in your life? And goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. So it's one thing to talk about the game, it's another to get in it. A working faith is a faith that serves God and hurting people. It's an old question, but I think it's important for us. And it's this, and maybe you've been posed with it before. If followers of Jesus, if Christians were put on trial and words didn't count, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Would people be able to say, based on your life and your behavior, And your service, he's guilty. She's guilty. They're the real deal. Let's pray together. God, we give thanks that you model for us that tremendous and significant significant balance between faith and works and we thank you for coach James that calls us out and says that words are cheap but deeds have value Lord we thank you for our faith in Christ but we thank you for that faith that informs all that we're doing and hope to do God, help us to be a church that balances that faith and right doctrine and theology with being someone's answer to their prayer. 
we give ourselves to you in surrender. We want to do what you want us to do. Let us be doers of the word. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen.